Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I am Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, Morris? I'm doing good, Liam. Hey, uh, I guess we changed up the opening uh, music for Ratings Week. Sweet you, know, week. There's, you know, it's episode eight and we haven't gotten to Karini yet. Um, for the listeners that want to dig that song up, that is Karini by Fish from Vermont. Uh, Morris and I are both uh, dedicated fans, and that's a high-energy, exciting song, I think. And uh, I think it would set the tone for this episode. Um, it's, it's, good to, it's good to hear your voice. It's good to sound, hear yeah. you sound happy. Um, yeah. The sunshine. Don't, don't jump to any conclusions. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how you doing? The West is nice. You're out in Scottsdale. You've got 75. Yeah. Oh, Scottsdale. my God. It's, uh, you know what? I can see why uh, people retire here. Oh, um, yeah. You know, we had uh, dinner with people across the street last night, um, and they told me, I was shocked. They said, most people who live here, if they're planning on going to the grocery store and it's raining, they don't go. <laughs> they wait. Yep. They wait till the next day. I'm like, what? Are people like afraid. Is it like dangerous yeah. to drive in the rain? Yep. It's like no. When it rains eight days a year, you figure like you don't need anything that bad. Absolutely, that's wonderful. Um, so no, I ask about how it is out now. What is it like out there? I just want to see what it's like. What is the vibe? Are people wearing masks or is it open for business? What's it like? Uh well, let's do it on a relative basis, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. vis-a-vis the East Coast, which, you know, I feel is like pretty buttoned down, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, pretty observant yep. of. Uh, out here, uh, it's, it's substantially more casual. I think part of that is that uh, so much of this stuff is transacted in open air every day anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, just the way the attitude is about stuff. I just don't think they, it's not that they don't take it that seriously. I just don't think they had the immediate, uh, you know, uh, bust up that, you know, like you and I had with Absolutely. friends and family, like either mm-hmm. getting very sick or unfortunately, I think in both our cases, good friends dying from it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little bit like when the planes hit the world trade center, you know, to the guy out in uh, Montana, you mm-hmm. know, he saw it on the news and it felt terrible. You know, for me, I I was talking to people on the phone when the plane hit, right? Amazing. So it, yeah. it has a very difficult, a very different, uh, a very different vibe to it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, in terms of like what I'm doing out here, I mean, it's it's hog heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I rode, uh, I'll just use his first name. Uh, I rode with Mike twice this week. One day we went mountain biking for two and a half hours where Mike um, uh, almost ran over a rattlesnake. And uh, (laughs) you should have seen him. It was, I was like, it was worth the price of admission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, yesterday he and I rode uh, out to this thing called Bartlett Dam. So it was uh, 40 miles with 4,000 feet of elevation gain. So it wow. was a it was a, a, a fairly strenuous ride. Fortunately, the last 10 miles or eight miles were, were straight downhill. Beautiful. Which is uh, unlike uh, mm-hmm. Leadville, as we both know, is right. 
that's just that course is just mean. And are you doing that this year? Well, I'm signed up for it. Okay. I got Team Sacks fired okay. up. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, training begins Monday. Mm -hmm. um, but to be completely honest, I, I, as you know, mm -hmm. it's so hard and it takes such a commitment to prepare. I, I don't know that I got it in me this time, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. you've got a ways to go. Uh, for for the listeners, Leadville is a 100-mile mountain bike race across the spine of the Rockies at 10,000 feet. It takes probably between 11 and 13 hours. The pros do it in sub-8. Uh, it is a death march. There's no other way to describe it, but it's probably 4,000 riders, mass start, so it is a small city for one day in August. So I'll be curious to see with COVID what what comes of that. Like, will you be comfortable getting in that corral? Oh yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. okay. I, 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 you know, I, I was pretty comfortable. I'd be able to get the va the vaccine by June. Okay. Just because I figured once Trump was out of office, the feet draggers would get their mm -hmm. stuff together and. Yep. Um, as you can see, the, the speed at which people are getting vaccinated, they're getting vaccinated at an increasing rate, right? Absolutely. So, uh, Cheryl and I are going to get ours first shot on March 27th. Okay. And I guess, Couple weeks. yeah, yeah. Th then I guess we follow up April 27th. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm the, the Leadville guys have said, you know, there's going to be a mask in the corral. Okay. And then the, the, the support staff are supposed to be masked and social distancing. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. it's Colorado. It's August. Mm -hmm. You know how that's going to go. Totally. Yep. Understood. Yep. So, but uh, yeah, I, you know, it's nice to have goals and uh, um, I think that's a, a decent goal. But what I have found um, is because I've been riding up until we moved uh, got the house out here. I was riding a little bit more on the trainer inside, okay. and mm -hmm. I noticed my um, my uh, lactate threshold mm -hmm. uh, went up because I was doing shorter, high intensity rides. And um, because when you train for the Leadville, as you know, it's a long distance race, so you're actually trying to slow your metabolism down a little bit, burn calories more efficiently, which is the opposite of the high intensity. Okay. group rides where yep. You, yep. obviously the the genesis of our relationship mm -hmm. uh, began and has since blossomed into mm -hmm. becoming worldwide famous raconteurs. Absolutely. Um, no, so, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that, that you have the optimism and, and you're not going to be hunkered down mm -hmm. and, and going through another year of lockdown, that you'll get shots and that you will return to some sense of normalcy. Yeah, and, and I think that the, the conventional wisdom on um, Wall Street is that's a, a foregone conclusion and that mm -hmm. life's going to turn to normal and we're going to have inflation and people are going to go out and spend, 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 and uh, all is going to be right. You know, as you and I've talked about for a while now, um, I'm not quite as uh, 
confident that we're going to have a return to the old normal. I think right. there'll be a new normal. I, I read a paper written by, I think it might have been the either Kansas City or, or San Francisco Fed, and it, they studied like the last eight pandemics in history. It's like since the year 1000. Mm. Okay. okay. And um, basically what happens is the behavior is all the same. Once the pandemic dies down, you have about 40 years of very poor economic growth. Come on. 40. Now, um, now, as I've sent this to a few of the people that I think highly have in the market, uh, I got the same response back, um, which is the, 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 the scariest words on Wall Street, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's different this time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and, it's always and, always yeah. different this but, time. But these are these are these are inside baseball guys, and and I think the the points they bring up are fair to the extent that they say that um, back in the year one thousand, when you had the Black Death or fourteen hundred, whatever year it was, you didn't have the ECB and the Fed pumping out, right? right. Now, I, I mean, I think that's a very valid point, and. To the extent the number of deaths are substantially lower, thank mm -hmm. God, and mm -hmm. uh, you know that sort of thing. Uh, I, I mean, this has been a pales in comparison to anything. Even though every death is a tragedy, this, in terms of the length and the severity of the human suffering, has been lower than what history has provided. Uh, but still, the amount of money that's been pumped into the system and wasted mm -hmm. has been crazy mm -hmm. so now uh as we speak the uh powers that be up in washington are getting ready to pass this 1.9 trillion 1.8 1.9 trillion and at the same time i'm reading that they think there's 11 billion dollars worth of fraudulent uh unemployment claims in california Yep, guys in prison getting unemployment. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're they're unemployed. <laughs> um, but uh, in any event, you know what I keep coming back to is it's hard to know, and when the market gets focused on certain things, it doesn't shake itself loose. So f right now, the current meme amongst the uh, research pieces I read. And and by the way, I officially jettisoned one of my researchers on Thursday. Um, I won't say his name, but it's a Canadian guy. And I just, I'm, I'm tired of him being wrong and claiming how smart he is. So I, oh. I, I, I nuked him. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, I'm sorry, I got lost. Can you get me back on track? What was no, I saying? You were just saying there's so much money that was wasted. Right. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. So the the current meme is that there's going to be 450 billion dollars going out in these stimulus checks, and because of that, the people who save it, 150 billion is going to go into the stock market. Therefore, the stock market is going to go up. And, and that and that may well be now. Back when I was involved in the in the markets actively, at the end of the month and the end of every quarter, 
you would hear people talking about the month end or the quarter end rebalancing, mm-hmm. or uh, a lot of bond, bond fund managers track an index. Okay. And there would be times where the maturity of an index would extend due to the change in the calendar. And so the strategists would get out the paper and pencil and they'd say, well, at the end uh, on this Friday, bond funds are going to have to come in and buy 28 billion worth of 10 year note equivalents and treasuries. And so when people first started figured it, figuring it out, uh, you could buy some stuff Friday morning and then Friday afternoon when the prices were up mm-hmm. and the funds came in, you could sell to in a profit. Well, okay. of course, you know, that's saying no three on a match. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while, everyone kind of got wind of it. And then that had gotten already built into the prices. So I, I posed that question to uh, our, our friend, the fish f- fan, yep. Ski Bum, uh, mm-hmm. about whether he thought that might already be in the prices, but uh, he didn't have an opinion about that. So, uh, okay. So we'll, we'll see, but um, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's really refreshing to see the vaccine stuff pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine um, that uh, people are going to start feeling better. I mean, the days are getting longer, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather uh, on the East Coast should start improving, Midwest as well. That's going to elevate people's moods. Uh, and I think, you know, the economy is going to show some uh, uh, some some strength. Now, whether that's temporary or not, or reaches a, a new level of uh, stability, I don't know. Uh, I think, although we probably don't want to mention what it is, I, I think your business should probably be pretty robust coming up. Anyway, my fingers are crossed for that, but mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. so. And, uh, you know, I, I think that'll migrate through the economy. Um, I just don't know over the next six to nine to 12 months. Um, I, I Maybe I'm, you know, uh, there's this a guy I used to work with who works at Jeffries now is his name is David Zervos and he's a, uh, a strategist for Jeffries and uh, Dave and I go way back and um, the terrific, terrific economist strategist. Um, he's a funny guy and uh, you know, he's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes to grow his hair long and, and the Jeffries with Rich mm-hmm. Handler at the helm. That's, that's great. Um, yep. But he had a term for guys like me, which is that we're haters. And uh, <laughs> so we usually find the, uh, we usually find the, um, the dark side of anything. Mm-hmm. But as I will repeat, and we don't need to pick on this coin or that stock or this mm-hmm. or that, but to me, we still come back to this confluence of events. And um, I'm reading a book. And if would you mind if I read a passage to you? No, absolutely. From it? Okay. No, by all like, means. I'm, my pronunciation and my diction is probably going to be terrible, but you can see I even, I even, um, I even uh, 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 dog-eared the page, which I don't like to do normally. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to try and read this. 
Four characteristic subplots accompany a bubble. First and foremost, financial speculation begins to dominate all but the most mundane social interactions. Whenever and wherever people meet, they talk not of the weather, family, or sports, but rather of stocks and real estate. Next, other otherwise sensible professionals quit reliable, good-paying jobs to speculate in the aforementioned assets. Further skepticism is often met with vehemence. While there are always some folks old enough and with memories long enough to have seen the play before and to know how it ends, their warnings are met with scorn and ridicule, which over the past several decades has usually kept with these five words. You just don't, don't get it. Get it. Yep. Finally, normally sedate observers begin to make outlandish financial forecasts. Asset prices are predicted not merely to move 10, 20, or 30% up or down in a given year, but rather will double, triple, or add a zero. Uh, yep. Um, yep. And you just checked three boxes that I've lived this week, okay? <laughs> yeah. So what is it you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, I just wanted to get your, your bright outlook, your bright and sunny, optimistic view of uh, – of the forthcoming year. And I'm pleasantly surprised that sometimes you have a, uh, a bit of a grimmer view, but I think that's, you know, in the past year, that's been understandable. And to hear you have turned the corner personally regarding the optimistic look towards, towards life rather than the market. I'd like to think that there's a lot more people like you that are, risk averse and weren't going to go out and do group rides and weren't going to go out and eat in restaurants or go on cruises or go to the movies that those people will return to some sort of normalcy when they're allowed to because i think there's a lot of people out there that are far more cavalier than you regarding the pandemic and i, I don't buy into the the roaring 20s and that it's going to be a party every single night. I do think that there's going to be pent-up demand, but I think there'll be a little bit of a spike of that, and then we'll probably go back to, I dare I say, a somewhat of a regular life. Like, yeah, people are going to want to go out and go to the restaurants that they haven't gone to and go out to on vacation or send the kids to summer camp, all things that they haven't been able to do for the last year. But I don't think that things are going to double or, or go crazy like some people are predicting. Um, that's just, you know, my opinion. But as it, as it refers to the market or with regards to the market, like you said, that it's, it dominates every conversation you know i'm sitting by the pool at the hotel and i'm listening to bloomberg radio on my phone and the guy comes down a guy from boston ah the markets are getting hammered huh this is on (laughs) thursday and you know i i nod and you know try to avoid the conversation i said you know i've got a long way to go i'm not worried about it today but you have seen volatility and like you said tons of money sloshing around more stimulus stimulus checks are going to go out i don't see the you know people pumping that 1400 bucks right into their portfolio as soon as it comes in the mail you know there's been astounding statistics about the savings rate that people have people have saved their money they haven't had anything to do with it and it's gone into the bank in savings which 
you know, does it go into the market or does it go into the savings? You know, I don't think that that has a big impact on asset prices. Um, but again, what do I know? Um, well, the thing, the thing, just to to, if I may interrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So traditionally, what economists would look at, and uh, you know, so it's the second derivative people in the market like myself would, you know, kind of listen to what the economists would say is you would look at the savings rate, you would look at household wealth, uh, those sorts of things, and you would reach conclusions. So the traditional metric, and so if you read, now I, I just hypothetically throw out names, but if you read JP Morgan or Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley or Merrill Lynch or any of these guys, right? Um, I don't know about B of A and that, that gal at B of A, uh, uh, Michelle Mayer, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's good. That, yep, she's, yep. she's good. Um, I should follow up with her. Uh, but what people would tell you is people who own homes, okay, are feeling wealthier because the price of their homes have gone up. Absolutely. So typically, uh, consumption is based on how you feel about things and how you expect the future to be. So using uh, an old fashioned metric. With household wealth up and the savings rate having been up, uh, you would expect there to be some pretty substantial growth. Now, I heard numbers towards the end of last week bounced around that, you know, uh, we were going to see a quarter of 10% GDP growth. And uh, I, I mean, you know, it's a number and it, it, it could well be right. But, you know, it, these GDP numbers are a little bit funky because they take inventories into account. So, uh, and I, I'm not sure I got this, remember this exactly right. It's been a long time since I thought about it, but you know, if you draw down an inventory that adds to growth and if you build up an inventory that subtracts the growth. So, you know, these numbers could look, uh, artificially high to the untrained eye. Um, so when we're getting projections about how the future is going to go, people are using old metrics with new psychology. Right. Okay. And, and I can tell you, our, our psychology is, you know, the I mean, where, where I live is a little bit of a, a Disney World kind of situation. But uh, just in trying to run our life as normal human beings, you know, even post- the uh, the second shot, you know, when I'm I'm mm-hmm. and at that point, I'm going to feel, you know, quote bulletproof, right? I of mean, of course, yeah, I, I just yeah. I just want to, I just, I you know, I, I just want to go out and get a good cheeseburger and a beer with yeah. a friend. I don't feel like I need to go tearing it up or anything like yeah. that. Now, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what you know somebody your generation is going to do. Um, but I, I, I keep trying to bring into the discussion the notion of what is the world and the consumer going to look like? And when I read all this economic stuff, the preponderance acts like it's going right back to where it was. And, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and the, finally, to, to drone on here, um, the growth in the economy has come from government borrowing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, pick a, 
uh, uh, an amount of time, whether it's four months or five months or six months, where the United States, the biggest economy in the world, was ostensibly shut down. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, that it's not like that was a, a shift of growth or consumption or, or whatever. That was a loss. Yeah. Right? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Full full out loss. And the hole got filled by borrowing money. Now the borrowing rate is very low, I'll grant you that. And uh that's fine. And you know, if rates stay at zero forever, then borrowing money becomes meaningless because you just there's never any cash flow off that. Yeah. But yeah. uh I I I feel like we've give lip service to the amount of the deficit and kind of ignore the fact that the hit to the economy was so big. And um, once again, there's created a lot of dollars floating around. Mm-hmm. There's very little interest to be earned in bonds. And the only talk I hear now is in speculative type assets. And and I won't do it because I'm not much of a, a, a reader out loud of books. My wife's real good. She can read a story to the kids and do different voices and stuff, which I guess oh, yeah. is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I were to go back and read another paragraph in there, it would talk about how bubbles are always met with some sort of new technology that create enthusiasm and excitement. And um, I'm not I, I I don't, for the time being, want to talk about the cryptocurrency stuff. Um, it, it's this may be instructive in and of itself. So, I was invited, as you know, to be on that um, <clears throat> Real Vision yep. podcast thing with Kevin Muir, and he, uh, <sighs> you know, once again, we think he's terrific, right? So he said, "Listen." I know you're not a fan of Bitcoin, but the guys who watch the real vision stuff typically are pro that kind of thing. So why don't we not talk about it? Because yeah, there's me. so many good things we can talk about and mm-hmm. why why whip people up, right? And I, mean, oh, I, I get I get it. I get it completely. And he said, I'll tell you what, uh, you can come on my show and we'll we'll have a We'll have a we'll rain on their parade. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. When are we doing it? And we set Find a date on we set mm-hmm. a date on the calendar, and uh, it was supposed to be yesterday. But um, I told Kevin something came up with the family, which was a, a little bit of a white lie. Mike mm-hmm. asked if I wanted to do that ride, and I <laughs> so I <laughs> so I told a fib, and mm-hmm. uh, and anyway, Kevin said not, not to worry. But before before I got to that part. He was telling me how um, he, I don't know that it was him per se, but whenever he knows people that have discussions about Bitcoin and they're not pro-Bitcoin, they get nasty emails and in some cases they get death threats from people. So um, yeah, the Bitcoin is not the hill I want to die on. But, but uh, it's, it's, we've exhausted it for for this uh, 
for the last eight episodes we've talked about it, so we'll skip it this week. It's bores. It's boring. You know, it's a back and forth. It's what are we doing today? What's going to happen next week? Who added it to their balance sheet? Blah 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 blah. We, we, we don't. We're not going to have an answer anytime soon. Agreed. We will not have an answer anytime soon. Uh, but when something happens, good or bad, for it. Mm-hmm. It will happen all at once. And and this is my argument about always, if you don't have a huge conviction about a trade, don't have it on, yep. right? Just, I, we used to say, no marginal trades. Do you love the trade? Yeah, it's okay. Do you love it? Well, take it off. Yep, got it. Right? And mm-hmm. uh, so that, that accomplishes a lot of things, right? But most importantly, and I, I never do a good job saying this out loud, if you have a trade on, let's say you're long, and news comes out that goes against your position, such that not only do you not want to be long, you want to be short, okay? Well, if you're long and the news comes out, everyone sees the same news at the same time. So not only are you... Uh, not able to get short, you're you're losing money till you get to flat. Mm-hmm. So you got to go from f- long to flat in a falling market, which is most people don't know how to do it. It's okay. in, in in the best of circumstances, it's difficult. But going from long to flat to short, impossible. Got it, it can't it can't it can't be done. Understood. Yep. Um, in the in the vice versa, same as the mm-hmm. opposite direction is true. So, uh, when it comes to whether it's the exciting stocks or the specs or the uh, cryptocurrencies, if that's your thing, God love you and uh, uh, good luck. Um, it's just that if you're on the fence, mm-hmm. it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, right. Understood. So, now you mentioned rates um, and the deficit, and those Treasury rates, which are histor- at historic lows, correct? Um, they are have recently uh, reversed off of historic lows, yes, but they're 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 very low in any way you want to frame it. So now, does now that drags the market, right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. is, okay? So. I, you know, I need you to explain it to me like I'm five years old because this week when whatever the rate went from 1.4 to 1.5 and, you know, the, the, the market Dow Jones went down a couple hundred points or whatever. What is happening there? Why is that happening? Because I have no knowledge. I don't understand. Oh, rates, rates went up a tick. All right. How does that, why does that pro- provoke the sell off? In the stock market. Right. Okay. Well, so there's a lot of elements to this, but since you're five, we'll start with um, the easy stuff, which is present value of money. So um, basically, uh, people use the US Treasury market as what they would call a benchmark risk free interest rate curve. Okay. The reason they say it's risk free is because it's the U.S. Treasury and the Treasury can print its own currency, so you know that those bonds or notes or bills are money good. Um, 
it's not risk-free in terms of if you buy a five-year note at 1% and it goes to one and a quarter, the price of that note will go down, mm-hmm. but the guarantee of the payment will remain unchanged. So okay. I just want to be very particular about the word risk-free. So simply put, and I learned this the hard way, so I'm not going to try and give you any numbers because I didn't prepare any. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, if interest rates go up, that means the present value of money you're going to receive in the future goes down. Got it. And okay. since stocks are, I guess, by one definition, the present value of all future cash flows, mm-hmm. as rates go down, the price would go up. Mm-hmm. And as rates go up, the price would go down. So as the 10-year note has changed from 1.25 to 1.61 at one point this week. And what uh, changes that? Before you go any further, that's the well, Fed. That, that, no, that, no, that's no. The, the, the rate the Fed controls is in the strictest sense just the overnight rate. Okay. Now, what they will do and have done is from time to time, they will say, we are committed to not change the overnight rate for the next 24 months. Mm-hmm. So that effectively means they've now pinned the two-year note, right? Okay. Because 24 months is two years, mm-hmm. right? So they, they hold that. But as you go further out, they have less control over that. And their big, their big ability to uh, manipulate interest rates out the curve, as we would say, meaning five, sevens, tens, and long bonds is basically through moral suasion by saying, you know, we think inflation is going to do this, or we think payroll is going to do this, or more practically through uh, actions in the market, whether they go in and buy Mm -hmm. long treasuries. So if they buy them, that should mitigate any drop in price or increase in yield. Um, so to come back to what I think your one of your questions was, is why did rates go up this week? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, people have seen some of these economic numbers. They have concluded that the economy is going to be so strong that the Fed is end, going to end up reducing its demand for, for bonds down the road. And um, so consequently, the um, uh, the price of the bonds is going to, or the notes is going to fall. I, I switch back and forth between notes and bonds. And this is one of these, if I were writing a book, there'd be an asterisk. So anything zero to 10 years when it's originally issued is considered a treasury note. Okay. Anything longer than 10 years is considered a bond. Okay. And, you know, back when, you know, I had uh, more recall, I used to remember what the difference between a note and a bond is, but I'll leave that to our uh, listeners, sort of uh, QED. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Um, 
because it just seems like that rate has been so low. You know, the mortgage rates are at such ridiculously low numbers that you can get a mortgage for whatever, 2.9. less. It's, than it's up to 3, 3.1%. But it, it had been uh, down to two and three quarters. And, and once again, so that stimulated the housing market, right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. No. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, one of the reasons you've seen the volatility in the stock market the last several days is this, the perception that the longer rates are going to change. Um, you've seen, uh, and, and this is pretty deep down the rabbit hole, but uh, when you look at the 10-year treasury note, uh, from a kind of a pumps, um, pumps, a pipes, you know, mm -hmm. uh, plumbing? The, the plumbing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to borrow the 10 year note, which is an indication that many professional investors think that the long rates are going to go higher. Okay. They're speculating on an increase in rates. Yeah. And yep. Um, the amount of speculative professional shorts is so big they've driven the price to be short so high wow you could see a bit of a you know i mean the 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 fun one to talk about now is you know the short squeeze and gamestop kind mm -hmm. of thing i mean that it's obviously that was a different dynamic but short squeezes can be pretty pretty substantial yeah uh, so that's a real thing and that impacts that that rate and those bonds and 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 it's a little bit of that game operation, you know, where the knee bones connected to the thigh bone mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if the U.S. interest rates decline, they and the let's say the Japanese rate stays unchanged, that would make the dollar less attractive to own because the rate you earn on your dollars is declined. Mm -hmm. So in theory the value of the dollar should drop. And that's good for the United States or bad for the United it's, States? Well, it's good for exports, right? Okay. In mm -hmm. terms of uh, it makes U.S. goods look more attractive. Okay. Okay. It makes foreign goods here look more expensive. So uh, if you're trying to stimulate and grow your economy, you probably want to prefer a weaker currency. Okay. And that's Jerome Powell's. That's his. Is that his script? Is that his? No the 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 dollar tends to be the purview of the Treasury. Okay. The and um, although with Janet Yellen and uh, Jerome Powell uh, being uh, partners in crime, I think uh, they would probably prefer to see a weaker rather than stronger dollar. Okay, and uh, I suspect uh, they'd like to see a bigger stimulus package rather than smaller. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I don't need to speculate; they've said it. Yeah, and, yeah. And I suspect uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, transportation. Buttigieg. Yeah, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Pete. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he wants to hit the ground running with the infrastructure, which is, first of all, let's repair what we have, right? 
which is actually pretty smart because the the, the screw up with the Obama administration is quote the uh, air quote sh- uh, shovel ready projects yeah, which, yeah, of which there okay. was zero. Yep. So, um, you know, right now I think uh, uh, if I were planning on doing any uh, repaving of my driveway, I'd want to get it lined up now because the asphalt plant is going to be working 24 seven. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, what's, I mean, how do you get the, if you want to do a new infrastructure project, Mm -hmm. right. For instance, go ahead. ahead. For for instance, I was, uh, I was um, snowboarding several years ago at Telluride and I was sitting next to this guy who look kind of official and you know how when you're on a ski lift with someone you tend to be very Love it. friendly and, and Love it. Love it. Yep. Okay. so the guy tells me his job is he's an avalanche inspector and they're talking about opening up this new area in telluride to ski and uh the next thing i know it basically tells me it takes 10 years of study before they'll open up an area Mm-hmm. That's going to be safe enough for people to snowboard or ski on, right? So, uh, if you're going to build a bridge, right, it's going to take forever, and that that money's not going to get to the economy. Now, if you want to b- fix a bridge, I mean, with all due respect, not my area, but it seems to me you get hold of the unions, and you get the guys up on the ladders with the harnesses. And mm-hmm. they get out the wire brushes and start scraping and sanding and and right and yep, and, and busting up the concrete and putting down the rebar and that money hits the economy right away. Yep, I saw today that the delays in the Gateway Tunnel project have cost that project something like three hundred million dollars. So the price tag went from whatever it was, you know, a hundred billion dollars to fix the leaky tunnel underneath the Hudson, which to me is, you know, critical infrastructure. They said that it costs another 300 million now because of the delay in waiting to do it. So they have to do that. And I would think that there can't be any resistance to that sort of thing. And that money goes, like you said, to the construction (laughs) process. Did you ever watch that? Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> no, no I'm there, sorry. that's all right. That's all right. There was just this line. It's like resistance is futile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah. <laughs> There's this is going to be, you know, punch drunk money spending. Like, yeah, uh, yep. like you can't you can't believe it's like you got the the criminals running the jail. So yeah, absolutely. And those and and that money trickles into the economy all those projects i mean in between new york and florida on my trip every single major city had infrastructure going on bridge work highway work and that has to if that mushrooms with more money being dumped into it that's that's gotta help um right 100 110% and yeah. by the way through this whole thing you know, I, I've been barking a few things. Some have been right. Some have been wrong. I've been wrong about the direction of equities. I've been wrong about the direction of the cryptos. 
but I was right on the direction of the virus. I was right on the direction of the vaccine. And my whole thing was, it's like infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. Nobody, who's going to argue against, okay. And um, including like, I couldn't understand why they hadn't, like even in the Trump administration, why aren't they installing 15 electric chargers at every rest stop? No, um, we'll know, wait, we'll wait. Um, but something like that's going to happen now. So that's all very stimulative, right? Yeah. Now, maybe that's why the stock market is where it's at. I mean, the markets are forward-looking uh, yeah. investments. Uh, maybe we're going to have, you know, growth above expectations. But, you know, it's a little bit of the, if you build it, they will come, mm-hmm. right? So it comes down to this. And I, if you if you don't mind, can we run maybe five minutes longer today? Ooh, I've still got two questions for you about, go ahead. Okay. So it comes down to this notion of um, the, the multiplier, meaning if the government puts in a dollar of investment, does it create a dollar worth of growth? Does it create $1.2 worth of growth? Does it pr- provide $0.8 worth of growth? That's that's the $64 question, right? But in the short run, I think that everyone would agree it's best to get people back to work and uh, try and get some positive karma going. And I think that's a great way to do it. I think that dollar turns into three. I think it becomes money for the construction company, money for the employee, money for the deli that he's buying his bacon, egg, and cheese at, money for the bar that he's going to on his way home Friday, money to his sports bookie that he's going to, you know, blow a couple money on, blow a couple dollars on the football game with. And I think that dollar, it could triple or quadruple. It gets into the economy in so many different intangible ways that to argue that it doesn't or to lowball it just seems foolish and short-sighted to me. Well, I was a little disappointed. The um, You didn't mention any going into the – what's the plate you guys pass around to church? The communion plate or the – Who goes to church? <laughs> Incognito? Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to stop. Exactly. You know, God. You know, um, yeah. Okay. So you got two questions. Oh, no. I just, you said you had, you know, you were right about, you know, or you said you had been wrong about the direction of equities, um, but you've been right about the pandemic and you've been right about the, the vaccine. Um, talk to me about your gold situation. That's, that's a great question. Uh, I'm really glad you asked. Um, <laughs> Mm. Um, you've now slid so far down in your chair. I can I know this see is you. this is unbelievable. I'm scratching at the inside of the coffin, and no one can hear me. I got a lot of emails this week, and a lot of them are your gold supporters. So I just wanna I just wanna rattle their cage a little before we. No, start. that's fine. I I I would say a few things. One is, I'm because, all. Okay. No, did you? No, I think I've I've almost turned the corner to you and I could see it coming back up in the long term. Okay. All right. Well, 
Um, I don't believe that gold is dead. Okay, I, and I and I'm sick of that narrative. And I think that the more people bang that drum, the more right that you become in the future. Okay. Now that I've jinxed it, go ahead. Well, uh, you technically don't jinx it until um, you go buy some. Okay, that's the you can say whatever you want, but you can't tell till you bet, according okay. to that famous book. But um, you, as you can imagine. I'm twisted nine ways from Sunday on this thing, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, it, I got no business being in it. Secondly, I got no business talking to people about it, right? But when does that ever stop anyone from talking about stuff? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, yep. yeah. It's not the things I didn't know that got me into trouble. It was the things I knew for sure. Um, so basically, I'm at the at the wit's end on my gold, meaning. Um, I'm very pragmatic. I'm not big on intellectual uh, success. I'm big mm -hmm. on financial success, meaning mm -hmm. the job is to make money, right? Mm -hmm. Who cares if you're right? Because in the end, everyone claims they were right. Of course. And I think life to date, between the gold and the silver, I would probably, for a number say I'm pretty close to flat now, meaning I caught it right, crushed it, it went up, you know, I rolled some stuff because of the, the expiration of the options, price come down, yada, yada, yada. I'm plus or minus a couple of percent. Mm -hmm. okay. um, forgive me for pausing so long here. I'm trying to trying to find the right words for this thing. My gut is by this time next week, my position will be either unchanged or down by a maximum of 25%. Okay. But I am likely to be unchanged. The reason is that uh, when I set the trade up, I committed a certain amount of money to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you know, no battle plan survives the first gunshot. And now that I'm in the middle of this and went from the August 6th euphoria to the March 6th depression, uh, you know, I've covered a lot of ground here. Um, but I've stuck to my guns, meaning I haven't doubled and tripled and quadrupled my speculation. I've, I've set a certain side of money around. Now that doesn't mean at this point if my view changes uh I need I have to forfeit that money, right? I mean, I could change my mind. And I was um I was whining to my brother cuz there's very few people I'm allowed to whine to given how things worked out for me. But he said at one point I I told him um he asked me what I, you know, cuz I was complaining about something as usual. And he said, "Well, uh um if, 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 what do you? What's going on? And I said, "Well, my position hasn't changed, but my mood has." <laughs> yep. And uh, I, I, my, the reasons I got into this thing are still there, with the exception that the volatility, the kind of the option cost, yeah. is a yeah, bit yeah. higher than when I got okay. in. You know, the M two growth is insane. The government is borrowing huge sums of money. 
for the time being, the dollar has rebounded a little bit, but you know, my guess is if you listen to other smart guys like Stanley Druckenmuller, for one, he expects to see a much weaker dollar. That should be supportive of gold, and I, I think over the long run, the 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 bloom is going to be off the rose yeah. on some of the crypto stuff, which should put a bit back in gold. And then finally, take a deep breath. Uh, the economy in India and China is picking up. And the Indians and Chinese both like gold as a sign of uh, wealth and prosperity. And then with green energy, that should help silver on the margin. So that, my friend, is what I got. Thank you. Um, I do want to give you a good pat on the back for your, you know, I discussed last week about my unfortunate breakup with uh, Kathy and the ARK fund. And if you paid attention to that this week, uh, I made the right call because that has, I know this is a short term, but man, did that thing get bludgeoned this week? And I felt wonderful about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, as I would always say on the trading desk, when I would hear about someone's trade going wrong, I would say that they'll be okay. And she's not going hungry, so she'll be fine. I appreciate your uh, diplomacy on that issue. Well, it's it's uh, it's not often you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Noteworthy. <laughs> Is it All time right, to say goodbye? Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, we have an exciting week coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to you next Sunday. This has been fun. Good. All right, pal. Hey, uh, have a safe trip and. Uh, We'll be in touch. Talk to you soon, Morris. Thank you. Bye-bye.